Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the American Safeguard Insurance Studios. Your hosts, Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, your source for Arkansas high school sports. You are now Between the Mats. Welcome to Between the Mats. I am Matt McJunkins alongside the man, Matt Wilcox. Matt, we got something special today. Man, we sure do. You know, not only did we put out two episodes last week for 7A Preview, unfortunately we couldn't get the schedules worked out with uh, with this interview here, but you're in for a treat. Yeah, so we we kind of lied earlier when we said we were doing two episodes this <laughs> week because we're at, this is actually three. Yeah. But this is just a special one uh, just for uh, – just for this interview, we wanted to post this interview, so uh, we we uh, we're, we're made it into a podcast, yeah. and, and, and so we've got Coach Buck James of the Bryant Hornets. Like I say, it didn't didn't work out last week where we could get him on the podcast, so we didn't want to miss out on him. He agreed; he was able to to, to do it tonight. So uh, we've got a great oh man, a great one, absolutely, absolutely. So let's let's cue him up. Let's listen to uh, head coach of the Bryant Hornets, Buck James. Welcome to Between the Mats. We're here live with Coach Buck James of the Bryant Hornets. Coach James, how you doing? I'm doing great. I appreciate you guys having me on the show today. Well, we're so glad that you are, Coach. We appreciate your time. Uh, Matt Wilcox is along here with me. Uh, he's going to kick it off with uh, with some questions, but we we don't have any time restraints. This is we're basically going to post just a just a podcast of just an interview with you. So, you know, feel free to expand as much as you want. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, Coach, it's an honor to have you on. Of course, uh, you know, you guys have had tremendous success over the last three years. Um, we've talked a lot on our on our podcast and with various coaches about uh, what it takes to build a winning culture and, and turn a program around. And uh, some of the things that you've done there at Bryant, uh, from the weight room to your 212 philosophy, if you, if you would just kind of expand on a little bit of that and talk to us about what you've done to build – Uh, a winning culture there at Bryant? Well, first of all, you know, I think it all starts with the parents and the kids. And, you know, I think um, you have to have great parents to let you coach their kids. And, you know, we don't – it's not easy to play at Bryant. I'm not going to sit here and try to make make it sound like it is. We, you know, we try to uh, cultivate a championship culture. You know, we try to get our kids to buy into, you know, like you mentioned earlier, the 212 mentality and, you know, we use 212 as a measuring tool just basically from the standpoint of when it's when water bowls. Water can be hot at 210 degrees. It can, uh, you can be hot at 102 degrees. But uh, to get the extra degree of effort, the steam that produces a locomotive or boils an egg or uh, powers trains is, uh, is uh, uh, you have to have steam. You have to produce steam. And that's what uh, we use that logo for. But, you know, I think the biggest thing for our kids and our program is. You know, we, we, we drew the line at the weight room. And, you know, we, the weight room is a big part of what we try to do. And we try to get our kids to be the biggest, strongest, fastest kids they can be. And there's no difference than Tiger Woods or LeBron James or, you know, any uh, Jose Canseco or uh, Mike McGuire without all the help. But I think it's the same thing. I think we just got to have guys that are, are strong and guys that are fast and guys that are bought in. And we ask our kids to, you know, we're in the weight room five days a week, uh, really about 42 to 43 weeks a year. And, um, you know, it, it's not just a, a sometimes thing. It's just not a seasonal thing. Uh, it's a, 
it's an everyday thing. And, and, and that's sort of where we uh, built our base, built our platform, our foundation on, on, the, on that. And then we grew from, you know, doing the things right that it takes to do on the field with offense, defense, and special teams. And uh, those are the things that um, uh, we, we sort of built our platform on. Well, that's awesome, and you know you've you've obviously figured it out as far as um, how to push your guys in the weight room. You, you've had success at Star City, uh, turn that program around, and then obviously at Fairview as well, going to three title games there, winning one. Uh, I, I talked to a buddy of mine, Shane Lamb, and uh, he he told me at some point you got to jump in the car and go with me over here to Bryant and and just watch these guys go through a weight program. He said it's intense. They got the music up, and they're getting after it. So, you know, there's a lot of coaches and programs that lift weights, but what do you do to your guys that push them over the limit to, to really get the most out of them in the weight room? Well, you know, I feel like uh, it's anything. I think if you want to be a great baseball player, you got to, you know, you got to have 10,000 at bats. To be a great free-throw shooter, you got to have 10,000 shots. You know, be a great guy in the weight room, I mean, it's just not a one-time thing or going there and see what you can do today or this week or next week. I think it has to be an everyday thing as well. And, you know, whether you're a great golfer, whether you're a great uh, uh, baseball player, football player, or a basketball player, I think it takes a commitment. And, you know, I think we can t- you know, we can all relate to this. You know, we have hobbies and we have things that we like to do, and then we have things that we don't like to do. And I think the things that we really, you know, enjoy doing and things we uh, uh, learn to do, uh, that is difficult, that makes us better. I think those are things that we build uh, young men on. I think uh, high school athletics, uh, you know, has been proven that the bigger, stronger, faster guy uh, will prevail. You look at uh, the professional basketball ranks, you look at the professional golfing, you look at professional uh, soccer or anything else, the bigger, stronger guy wins. And we just got our kids to believe in this system. I mean, everywhere we've been, we, we asked them to, if you'll give us a, a, an opportunity to make you comfortable being uncomfortable, it gives you an opportunity to have success. And you might not be a college football player, you might not ever be a, a an all-state player, but what you can do is you can be a guy that contributes to your program, uh, uh, is a good teammate, and uh, a guy that is uh, committed to to his craft and doing the best job that he can possibly do. Coach, that's great. Uh, that's that's an awesome uh, response there, and, and you know. You see the de- the days of picking up kids when they're in the tenth grade and, and turning them into champions seem to be kind of past. And me and Matt are, are very much involved in the Pee Wee program in Greenbrier. Matt has actually been the commissioner for several years. I coached my oldest in his team for four years, and then about to start with my middle one in third grade. But you know, we t- kind of took it as a you know, we, we wanted them to have a, a great time and a great experience, but we also wanted to prepare them for what they were going to do when they got older. And now you're seeing some some coaches start to to be involved, and, and I think it means so much. It's it's it means a lot to us. Tell me, at what point do you get involved with with, with the, the Bryant uh, community as far as raising raising hornets? Well, we have a, we have a, every year we have a coaches, uh, you know, we, we try to coach the peewee coaches and we try to help them in what we do. You know, the thing I think is probably the most important peewee is the kids got to have a good experience. I, you know, I, I don't know over my coach, you know, 34 years of coaching countless times guys had bad experiences in peewee or bad experiences in junior high and never wanted to play high school football. And I think 
a kid has to have the opportunity. We all develop, and I think the key word is here is we all develop at different times in our life. And, you know, sometimes that guy that's six foot tall and weighs 190 pounds in the sixth grade, all of a sudden he's a great football player. But when he gets in 10th grade and he's still six foot 190, he's not as near as good as he was when he was in sixth grade. And I think people got to understand that. I think you got to develop a love for the game. I think you got to uh, have a passion for wanting to practice and, 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 and improve your craft. And, whether you're too small or whether you're too big or whatever the case may be, give yourself an opportunity to develop and do it at the right speed. And, and, and you know, we have guys who are not good junior high football players that, that don't start for us, don't play a lot for us, end up being all-state or even college football players. And it's not what you do early in football. I mean, if that was the case, they'd be drafting guys out of uh, high school to play co- uh, pro football. Uh, like they do basketball and baseball. It's a totally different commitment. It's a totally different mindset. It's a totally different uh, uh, development process. And I think that kids sometimes, and parents especially, have got to understand that this game can be played with heart, character, and uh, 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 a desire to be the best that they can be. And, and sometimes that makes a good football player. Probably one of the best linebackers I've ever coached uh, was a guy that never started in the 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th, or 11th grade. And then the same year, he had a, uh, one of the most awesome years he's ever had because he finally grew into the position. He was a guy that loved the game. He was a student of the game. He studied the game. And, and then consequently, he was probably one of our best football players that I've ever coached. And he was not going to be a college football player. He was going to be just a guy that could play really good in high school, really do his job, and ended up being one of the best in his craft. And I think a lot of times we get in too big a hurry to beat on our chest and stuff like that to say my son's a really good football player. And sometimes that takes a process and it takes a – the process can't be cheated. You've got to wait on your, your when you're physically mature to do it and you got to do it when you're developed to do it and then you understand your craft. I think then kids can have a lot of success. But that's the same thing we try to cultivate in life and our everyday walk. And, and what we want to do as, uh, as human beings as we get into adulthood and how we want to raise our kids and develop them. And I think it's a great process to learn from young people uh, to understand the process what it takes to grow up and, and, and do the things it takes to be successful in life. And I think football is a great avenue for that. I'd absolutely agree with you 100%. I think that's one thing that we see more and more of as, as these kids start coming up that, you know, instant gratification isn't there. And in football, you know, football's hard, and you got to put in a lot of dedication, a lot of work, and, and sometimes you're not going to be that star player in the seventh grade. And so when kids aren't that, they, they sometimes lose interest and give up. But what you've done there in Bryant and, and throughout your programs is you've, if you've instilled that into your players, into your program, to where those kids stick around and they work hard, knowing that their time to shine might be on down the road, and that's why that's why you've had such success. I agree. I think that you know, and you know, I, yeah, I watch baseball. I, you know, I was a baseball player in college as well. I played football too, and you know, I played, grew up playing baseball. But what's happened in baseball is almost ridiculous. Everybody looks for their you know, the team where their kid can shine or where their team that uh, they can be successful. And then all of a sudden they, they, they forget about their high school program or their uh, Babe Ruth program or their American Legion program. And, you know, and it's killing our communities. I think uh, people move to communities to be a part of their uh, of the whole culture. And that's part of being a part of your Little League program, part of your Babe Ruth program, part of your American Legion program. You know, we were sending guys to play Major League Baseball now. Uh, you look and it's people from other countries that are playing Major League Baseball. And, I, you know, I'm not sure this is working. And 
you know, there's not a lot of guys coming from other other countries to play American football. And so I think there's some merit to that. And I think we've got to do a good job of developing our community, developing our football and baseball programs, our basketball programs, and understand what it takes to be successful, but more importantly, what it takes to be successful in life. Absolutely. You know, uh, we, we talked to, to Coach Zach Clark over at Cersei earlier, and, uh, you know, that's one thing he said about that he's seen since the, the short time he's been at Cersei is that, th- that of course, they're over there. Cersei's over there away from a lot of other cities versus your Northwest Arkansas schools and, and your, your inner Little Rock schools. And so he said these kids, they treat each other like they, they dig on each other and they and they pick on each other like brothers because they have played ball together, whether it was Little League Baseball, whatever, since they were little kids versus the having five different travel teams from all over, you know, from all over Little Rock that don't go to school together. You know, it, 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 he says it's just completely different than what he's seen before. And I, and I think that alludes to exactly what you're talking about uh, with the community there. I agree. And, you know, and Bryant's a big baseball community. And I sure. tell you, you know, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's good. I think it's good the kids stay busy. You know, not everybody's made to play football. Not everybody's played to make, uh, play baseball. I think – Finding your niche, finding what you're good at, doing what you do best, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is, is be patient and, sure, and sure. understand what it takes to to be a part of a program, what it takes to be a part of a team. You know, there's great sacrifices made in team sports, and uh, you know, we, we have to understand that as adults and parents, and and teach our young people what it takes to do that. And I think that we get it. You know, I think we're getting it better than everybody else right now. You know, but uh, it's a pendulum, I, I promise you. And I think that, you know, it's going to slide and get you, you know, somewhere else. But right now we have a buy-in from our kids. We have a buy-in from our community. We have a buy-in from our school district. And most importantly, we have a buy-in from our parents. Yes. And I think, you know, I've said that many times after. Our kid, our parents let us coach their kids. And there's a lot of merit to that. You know, I was a guy that played ball all my life. And, you know, if if I got in trouble at school, my mama wore me out before the school you know, of me. You know, and I was one of those guys. And I think it takes, um, you know, I think it takes a lot of people to make an impact on kids to get them to, to understand what it takes to be a young man or young lady and give them the opportunity to have success. And success don't always come easy. And there's failures along the way. A lot of great pe- people that have been successful failed along the way. But they found a way to pull it up by the bootstraps. They found a way to get out there and do it, what they needed to do to be successful. And I think that's what this world needs. Absolutely. So, Coach, talk to us a little bit about the challenge that you face now, uh, the success that you've had winning three state championships in a row. You've got that bullseye on your back. So tell us, how, how do you stay on top of the mountain? Well, you know, you just hard work. That's the only thing I know how to do. You roll your sleeves up and you go back to work again and, you know, it's different. You know, I mean, that's why I tell our kids all the time. I said, how many of you guys deer hunt if the deer had the same ammunition, same rifle, <laughs> same opportunity that you have, and uh, and you're going to go out there and hunt deer? And I said, and deer are going to hunt you too. <laughs> so I, I said, you know, that changes the mentality of what you want to be, and that's who we are. We're more the hunted now than we are the hunter. And Absolutely. so every everybody has their, um, their the, the game circled. They think it's, uh, you know, it's a big game for them. You know, we don't play near as many homecomings as we did when I first got here. <laughs> I bet. And, and it's a bigger it's a bigger thing. We can't even find people to play us in state. We have to go out of state to play some of our games. And 
you know, it makes it difficult as well, too. But, you know, you look at it from, you know, either from the glass half full or half empty, you know, uh, scenario, but that's really what it's about. You, we want our kids to feel like that they're the best. We want them to prepare like they're the best. We want them to play like they're the best. You know, we're not going to win every game from now on. We're going this going. We're going to have a uh, we're going to have a slip up, or we're going to play somebody that's better than us, and we're, we're going to go down in defeat. But it's not it's not whether you win or lose. It's how hard you play the game, and has and that's just not corny stuff. That's the truth. And that's right. uh, if a team beats us because they were better prepared, better coached, and played harder than we did, I'll I'll be the first one over there to shake their hand, tell them great job. And I think our kids got to understand that. You're going to have failures in life. It's just what, if you prepare yourself for failure, then you're not going to be as near successful as you would if you prepared yourself for success. That's right. And, the, you know, the, I think that mentality plays a lot into it. I was to- talking to Coach Todd Knight at OBU, and I think he told me they've won 26 straight conference games. And we kind of talked about that mentality. And he said his kids have embraced that. And they, they kind of look yeah. at it as a challenge now. And so I think if you have that mentality going into it, that's that's one thing <laughs> that gives you an edge to keep you on top. I agree. I think, you know, it's like anything else in life. I mean, it's how you act. It's not how you act to it. It's how you react to it. And, you know, I mean, I'm 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 proud that we've won a bunch of games in a row. I'm proud that we won three state championships in a row. But for these guys that we got coming up now, they haven't won three state championships in a row. You know, some of them won two and some of them won one. Right. But, uh, you know, we've got to repeat the success. And, you know, it, it makes it harder. It don't make it – it doesn't make it any less easy. But it makes it harder to go out there and prepare like that when you've had success because a lot of times success uh, breeds content. And that's, that's one right. thing that we have to fight for is that, you know, it, it, being good is not good enough. I mean, being the best that you can be. Now, if we're not good enough to win a state championship, I understand that. But I, I do believe that we got to be a good enough to think, or a good enough, or play hard enough to be the best that we can be. And I think that's becomes on practice field where preparation comes in the weight room and it comes in your film study. Coach, uh, you, you know, the 2021 team you got coming up, uh, obviously you you lose some some great football players like Austin Ledbetter and Hayden Schrader who go, are going on to, you know, further their career even more. But you got a senior quarterback and, and Carson Burnett uh, didn't get a whole lot of action last year. So, uh, you know, still, still waiting to see what he's going to do. But tell us about this team that you've got. 2021 who are the dudes what are you expecting from them and uh the class coming up uh, the sophomore class from what we understand could be pretty special themselves well they are they've been very successful in junior high both of our uh, uh sophomore and junior groups were very successful our senior group wasn't that successful and you know the thing why i sit here and say they weren't that successful they lost two ball games in the, <laughs> in the whole career but the thing is is that you know, we measure things on, you know, on, on championships. And uh, they didn't win a championship when they were in the ninth grade. And, you know, our football team is young. It's a very inexperienced. We're, we're not young. We're very inexperienced. And we talked about Carson. And uh, he's a, he's a, right now he's working at our quarterback position. And he's a guy that, uh, you know, it's waiting his turn. He's played tight end. He's played running back. He's played linebacker. He's a deep snapper on our football team. He's uh, played on all of our special teams. He's a guy that brings a mentality with him now. He's a big, strong kid. He's got a good arm, and he's learning the position every day. But uh, yeah, he he's a very talented young man. He's had a good summer, and he's a hard worker. And 
it's his turn, you know, and I think, uh, you know, that's what you got to have. I mean, that's what the University of Alabama does. They're not going there playing true freshmen. They're waiting on those guys to be redshirt juniors and seniors, and then all of a sudden they can shine. And that's how we, you, that's how you build programs. And if you look at the Ohio States or the Alabamas or uh, the um, teams that are successful year in and year out, I think you got to see where guys have to be patient. They have to understand their role. They have to understand their process and they have to understand their development to give them a chance to be successful. And that's what we want to do. We got, uh, 10, 10 new starters on defense. We only have one starter back and that's Brandon Jones, the defense alignment for us. And, you know, he's a good player. He's the strongest kid on our team, played very well for us last year, but we're going to have 10 other guys that are competing for spots. And, uh, you know, it's wide open. You know, we try to give our upperclassmen the first nod. We try to give them a chance to be successful. But at the end of the day, we're going to play the best players, whether in the 10th or 11th grade or whether they're the seniors. And, uh, those kids know that. And uh, whether they're the quarterback or the tailback or the offensive line or defensive line. And uh, those are things that our kids understand every day when they come to the practice field. And uh, we want them to compete in practice. And we want them to play hard in practice because we want the games to be easier than practice. <laughs> Uh, offensively, uh, we've got uh, our offense line is pretty much intact. We lost one starter on it last year. In uh, there's some guys we got um, uh, uh, Brooks Edmondson at right tackle and Will Diggins at left tackle. They started every game that they've been here since they were first walked on the field as sophomores. And uh, those guys are being highly recruited. They're both got great size. I think Brooks is about six five, two ninety, and Will six four about 285 and they they're very athletic they're strong but more importantly they when you know you got 30 and a 28 CT guys you got guys that got over uh uh three point or four point grade point averages and you got guys who are great teammates and I think that probably speaks volumes for those guys uh running back position that's going to be wide open uh we've got a, a couple upperclassmen that it's their turn and then we've got a couple sophomores who are showing uh, uh, really a bright future, and I, I'm excited about that. We have uh, one receiver uh, returning, and uh, Blake Everett, and um, you know he uh, made one of the biggest catches we've uh, ever had at Bryant High School last year in the state championship game on a, on a third and long. And uh, you know I think we're going to expect big things from him. We got Robert Hendricks who played tight end for us, uh, who's a big, strong kid, six four, two twenty five, that gives us a chance. And then really the rest of those jobs are wide open. I mean, they're guys that uh, are going to have to go out there and compete for their spot and do some things that will help our football team be successful. That's awesome. And I know I know that quarterback that, that's inexperienced that you're hoping he'll come along. It sure makes him feel better to have two dudes like that at tackle. I know that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> There's no doubt. They're both good players. I mean, they are really good football players and, you know, probably some of the better tackles that that I've ever coached for sure. And uh, the thing I probably you know can't say enough of is they're they're those kind of people too. And I think that's what we want to cultivate as well. Is we want guys who can be great teammates and uh, push themselves to be the best players and on and off the field they can be. All right, coach. Well, hey. What a great interview. We, we can't Absolutely. tell you how much we appreciate you taking the time to, to, to just tell us, you know, why you got, you guys do what you do and, and how, how you, you are so successful. And, and I mean, it, it says a lot that, about you and your character and your integrity that, 
you know, you're raising men, not just football players. And uh, we, we appreciate you taking the time to spend with us, and uh, we wish you nothing but the, the best success in the future, Coach. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me on, and I, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you all. Thank you. Take care. And there it was, Matt, Coach Buck James, three-time state champion, three-time in a row, yeah. three state champion. That's right. And they just do things different. Man, I tell you, if you haven't if you haven't had a chance to do some research on this guy, do yourself a favor. And there's there's some articles out there that talk about um, his culture and his beliefs and and how he goes about instilling that in his in his players. And uh, he's he's built a monster over at Bryant. You know, it's funny because when you when you talk to him, he he makes it sound so simple. Sure. And and, and the concept is, and, and because what he usually comes back to is working hard. Sure, that's right. Whether it's in the weight room, you know, whether it's on the practice field, I've heard two people say this since we've been doing interviews. I'm not going to tell the other one because I don't want to give it away for a future podcast. Right. But two people have said Friday nights are easier or we want them to be easier than practice. Yeah. We practice so hard that Friday nights they can just go out and and have fun because it's easier. Yeah, it's yeah. easier. That's right. Man, it, it you know, just listening to him talk and, and talking about developing men like you alluded to and, and not just football players, that's that that is there's so many coaches out there these days that lose sight of that. Yes, and it's not really their fault because that's a that's a culture we've created as a society. Sure. Is it's all about the win, yeah. and we lose we lose sight of, you know, these coaches have such a platform to be such influence on these young kids. I mean, these kids are spending more time with their coaches than they are their family a lot of times. Right, and so the coaches that take advantage of that platform and instill in these kids to be good human beings, yeah. need to be commended. Absolutely, and and you know I talk about Harding a lot just because of my might be playing there, and I've got a little connection there. But you know, that's one thing about Paul Simmons that's so that's so fun to listen to him talk. When he talks, mm-hmm. he's always going to speak about that. When he's talking about his program, he's talking about you know teaching teach t- making good daddies and good husbands right. and good men, good Christian men. Sure. Uh, and you know, a lot of your successful people that's that's. That's what they're doing. Coaches, I mean, that's what they're doing, and the rest kind of falls into place. That's right. That's right. And you know, that that's one thing that one one passion I always had when I was trying to run the Pee Wee program is I I wanted to to set that groundwork for these kids growing up to be young men, and and it's not just about football. I mean, football teaches a lot of the disciplines that life that comes along with life and you have to learn how to fall down and get back up. You have to learn how to fail and overcome it. And if you don't stop along the way to, to teach those lessons, you're missing a great opportunity. Yeah. And I get tickled at it, my kids sometimes cause they, they dislike a sport because they lost. Sure. And I laugh and I'm like, son, that's so good. Yeah. Like, oh, no. How's that good? <laughs> it can't be, you know, it's not good to lose. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is because that's when you. That's, that's when what you learn. makes you. That's right. That's what makes you. That's right. But what a treat! I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as we did. Um, you know, Bryant <laughs> has won three consecutive state championships, and and um, just listening to Coach James there, I don't count them out for a fourth. No. Man, what a great interview with Coach! 
you know, Coach James, such a inspire. Like I'm like you. When we as soon as we hung up the phone, you said. I want to go play for him. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So he's, he's a special one, and uh, we look forward to seeing what Bryant can do again this year defending their title. So uh, thanks again for joining us. Yep. Hope you enjoyed it. Enjoy it.